Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bishani and Creighton. First week of the new show, Area 45. I cannot tell you how pumped I am to, to be doing this, being a part of Nighttime radio again in the city of Houston. Hope you guys are enjoying everything as well. If you want to be a part, we want to hear from you. 713-572-4610. You can call or text. Hit us up on Twitch. Watch us. See our faces there. Uh, Check us on Twitter. At Pete Creighton, the number one. At Sean Bajani for myself. I'm driving into work today, PC. We got to go to the mattresses, Sean? Yeah, we do. We do. Going to the mattresses. Let's go. I think we do. I'm driving in today. And I'm catching a little bit of Ron Hughley and Clint Sterner. And I hear the tease. They wanted to talk a little Astros. But then uh, Ron said something to the effect like, Clint Clint has something to say about our new night show. We'll talk about that next. Right? And I'm like, what? What in the world? I'm like, cool. Promote the show. I don't know what the hell we said that's controversial enough to have a segment. But go ahead. Promote the damn show. Right? Area 45 coming up next. This is our third show of the week. We haven't had much, right, time together. And, you know, the first show on Monday, we're getting our feet wet. You know, we're just kind of getting to know each other on air in front of everybody that's listening. It's cool. I didn't think of that you said anything of consequence that would have been deemed controversial. And then I heard the clip that they played that Clint took umbrage with, whom he texted Ron about, thinking that Ron was certainly going to be pissed about this. Right? Hey, you know what? There's a little less of me this time around, so. <laughs> a lot less of you. A lot less of you, man. You're looking good these days, my man. Dude, it is a freaking grind. You know, when all those things, like, I know you like you hear, like, sort of weight loss, and you hear Sean Pendergast and Ron Hewley uh, talk about, you know, all the weight that they've lost on, on sort of weight loss. Yeah. Did you catch it? What's the problem? They lost weight on soda weight loss. Great for those guys. I plugged your freaking sponsor. You're welcome. <laughs> you missed it. So Clint driving home heard that part of the conversation. And he was a little taken aback that you mispronounced Ron's last name. It's not Hughley. You didn't say Hughley. I didn't. I thought you said Hughley. I thought I at said the time, And But you did not. Chris, play it again. What did you I say? Sean Pendergast and Ron Hughley. Oh, so Really? Yeah. Really? That's it. That's what you're mad about? Okay, that's it, right? But you know what? I'm, I'm going to... My first show it was kind of an impromptu show. I wasn't even supposed to do it. 
<laughs> I, I wasn't even like hired by the station yet. Uh, was I did this holiday week show with Clint where basically they had nobody to work with him. So I came in here and I bailed his ass out, <laughs> made him laugh, had a good time, told the boss how easy it was to work with him. You know, did him the solid talk, how, how great it was to work with him. But see, I, I learned some things. Uh-huh. Learned some things about Clint. See, Clint, he uh, he was talking about about these problems with his drawers, and I don't mean the drawers like in the house. I mean the drawers that you wear. He was talking about, about problems with his yeah. drawers. Yeah. So and how you know how much money he spares on his drawers and how he needs to go buy new drawers. I think maybe the pair of drawers that he had got a little bit bunched up in in that little spot between the. The wavos and the hoo hoo, and they got a little bit, little bit bunched up there, and it was agitating him. And you know, when you're getting agitated in that spot, uh-huh. you just find anything to get mad at. Maybe, you know, it's funny that you bring that up because I sit down to do the show, and the first text message on the board is in relation to them talking about poop on their show. If you did, you guys no, you didn't. I guess you talked about underwear. You didn't talk about poop, but you talked about underwear. I've done, I don't know how many shows with Clint. At some point in time, he feels the need that he has to talk about poop. Apparently, they talked about poop today. So there's that. Maybe he has a thing with that. I don't know. Here's the issue. I thought that fetish was only in Japan. This was their reaction today. So Clint set this up. They played that clip. Here's what Ron had to say. I'm listening the other day, and and uh, and, and, and old PC... Patrick Creighton, he's going. And, and look, he's talking about that soda weight loss now. Oh. I mean, he's he's got it rolling now. Sean Pendergast brings up Ron, talking about that soda, and then it happened. Oh, he butchered the name here. Well, I mean, I'm going to let you decide. No, I don't I don't know. Let's like, people, I got a last name that people butcher all the time. So it's one of those where when I hear stoner or stoner or something, you know, it's like, oh, whatever, man. Water off a duck's back. I ain't sweating. Right. Whatever, right? But. Because you said offensive in the in, in the tease, you think it, you you think I, you think I could really take this personal? I know I don't think it's that bad. I just I just it's 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 butchered a bit, and I wonder if if when you heard it, did you laugh? Or yeah, absolutely, you? absolutely, and and it can't happen to a Ron better just person. Snorted. I mean, PC Patrick Creighton, it can't it can't. I expect it from Bajani. Like, see, my beef is with Sean Bajani. What, All right, Sean? You know what my last name is? Step in. All right, what? step in. Fair. Wait. Are, are you on the payroll? You his agent? You got to step in? Hold you on. probably didn't even notice that I accidentally, because I, I know it's Ron Hughley. I probably just said Hughley because I was talking too fast. Yeah. I'm from New York and I talk fast. That's what happens. And like, we're going to, oh, hold on. We got to make a bit out of this because, you know, I got my Honda wears. They's tight in the wrong <laughs> spot. And I need to get some new. He was telling me he got a pair of drawers, got a hole so big. It's, it's almost like an access hole. Like, like you don't even need to, like, you know how you like hit the button and you get the access? Nah, he got the whole access. It's already there permanently. I don't know how you wear things like that. But, you know, listen, you know, he's he's a former football TMI, player. Bro. He's probably used to, you know, not wearing underwear and not wearing a jock. Because, listen, I know a ton of former football players. I know you do as well. I know a ton of former football players who tell me they didn't wear jock straps. Yeah. They just flop yeah. it around in the wind and all, and all that. And I say, like, remember when Teddy Johnson was here. Yep. Teddy used to tell me these stories that made me like cringe. Mm-hmm. We're talking about like guys don't wear underwear, don't wear jock straps, don't wear cups, and they get into these dog piles for the ball. Thumbs are going in places. Oh, yeah. Thumbs yeah, yeah. should not be going. Yep, heard guys all that. are grabbing things they should not be grabbing on other men, all in the name of give me the damn football. Yeah. So, like, maybe, you know, listen, 
Clint, former football player, maybe he's just used to going to Onatoral and, hey, I've got a big giant access spot. Eh, no big deal. Here's the thing, man. I I don't know how I got drug into this. Like, it's one thing, you know, to pick on you, the new guy mispronouncing people's names around here, stuff like that, which, you know, it happens. It's a common thing, and it's not a big deal, right? Um, but... For Clint to say, like, I would expect, like, Bajani to do that, like, on purpose, like, as a dig, and then go, oh, yeah, it's fair. What What do you mean fair? Like, why are you coming at me? Like, that's what I didn't understand. If that's Here's what you're mad about, S-A-W-F-T. Soft. Very soft. Here's the thing. How do they know, Chris, PC, I'm asking, how do they know I didn't step in and correct you? They didn't wait long they, enough to find out. They conveniently stopped the clip to like make me seem like, you know, like I'm going to, you know, you're a big boy. I'm going to let you drown. You Yo, know, they got like, to go that ahead. point and then they're like, stop the count. Yeah. Stop the Knock count. Here's the thing. <laughs> number one, number one, they conveniently stopped the clip. Number two. I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to do this. Hold on. You need me to write a contract for you? I mean, if you're going to be the agent and you're going to have to step in, you should at least be compensated for your services. I I should be really digging into Clint. I've let you kind of take that. I got to tell Ron something. Like, I got to say this. Like, Ron's going to catch some shrapnel for me right now, and it is deserved. They also had a conversation today talking about C.J. Stroud not being at the Houston Sports Awards, and Clint apparently was not liking that. Like, he took extreme exception to Stroud not being there to accept all of his hardware. Even said that it was embarrassing for the Texans to not have anybody besides Chester Pitts there to accept the awards on his behalf. Ron was like, eh. And I'm thinking now to myself, you know what? It totally makes sense. Like, totally makes sense Ron would be, like, meh about Stroud not being there. You know why? Convenient that they had to call you to do the show in place of Ron with Clint when you weren't even supposed to be here yet, right? And we almost let the cat out of the bag then. But I had to do Ron's show with Clint about a month ago. It was their 900th show. It was like a milestone show for them. Like, it was in big, bold letters. Like, Tyler was excited about it. I don't know if Clint knew the damn thing from, uh, you know, the hole in his draws or not. I don't know if they knew what was going on. But it's the 900th show. It's kind of a big deal. They've been doing it for five years, right? Embarrassing. Uh, Disgraceful. I And so... Inexcusable. I kind of... Detestable. I took exception. I said, dude, how the hell is... What's Ron doing? Like, is his kids have an emergency? Like, what's going on? He's not here for his 900th show. And it was like, no, he's taking the weekend off. He's like uh, going to Kansas City or something like that. Uh, it's a milestone show. Ron doesn't care. Is he going to throw me under the bus for this stuff? Like, you, Ron Hughley, like... Need to be a little bit don't more. Don't show him that respect. Just call him Hughley. Don't call him that. You don't give him that respect. I could have gone like what Clint did earlier and call him Ron hugely. No, I'm not that sophomoric. You know, it's wrong. <laughs> as, as as my uncle Tony used to say, it's wrong. <laughs> wrong. It's wrong. We had a conversation, a whole conversation about pronunciation last night with our names, and I can tell you, I give a rat's ass about how you pronounce my name. 
uh, first or last. Doesn't mean a hill of beans to me. But then, like, you, oh, I'm Ron Hughley. Like, get my name right kind of guy today. And Listen, I'm like, are you serious right now? I've been called Creighton, Crichton, Crichton. But that's why we Creighton. shortened it to Crate. You know what? As long as you're not calling me a-hole, I don't care. <laughs> Most people just call me PC or Crate because it's just easy. I, yeah. I, I, Listen, there's a lot of things in life that can that can upset you and you go looking for them for things like that they were looking for that um you know you you probably need to do let's just guys i'm going to give some life advice here considering that of the four of us i'm the oldest i've been there the longest okay let me let me give you a little life advice here when you when you're feeling in that way and, and you got the you know the little bunch in the in the in the patootie and <laughs> and you got to figure out wait a second why am i so mad why am i so angry this is what you're going to do okay you're gonna you're gonna go down to the local liquor store. You're gonna buy yourself a bottle of champagne. Uh, if you don't want to spend the money on a bottle of champagne, you can go cheap and buy a bottle of prosecco. And listen, I got nothing wrong with bowling on a budget. Nothing wrong with bowling on a budget. Okay. You're gonna you're gonna go down to the flower shop. You're gonna you're gonna buy some flowers. You're gonna you're gonna go appreciate your wife. You're gonna take her out for a nice dinner. You're gonna bring her home. You're gonna pour some champagne. All right, and you're gonna love up on your woman. And, and that's going to make you feel better. Obviously, as angry as you two are, y'all need to do some loving on the woman. <laughs> I, I know y'all got kids, but that doesn't mean that there'd been nothing recent. That just means that like a year ago or longer, you know, you, you had a little love. You, you need to you need to have a little love. And also, considering our ages, you might want to do this thing called use protection because having another one at this age, <laughs> I know Clint's already in the, I'm not going to sleep for the next five Clint's years. Clint's done mode. that already. So might want to, going back. you know, the uh, hats are not optional in this particular case. Yeah. So go make love to your woman, love your woman, appreciate your woman, feel better about yourself because you loved up on your wonderful woman and they are wonderful women to be putting up with your asses. Okay. You hear that Clint? So go do that. So that you can feel better about yourself and not have to try to find ways to be offended by non-offensive things. Especially being offended by non-offensive things to people that aren't even you. <laughs> I have a tip for you. I think it would really help this situation going forward because... Um, for a second, I thought you were going to say, I have a tip for you. It's called Just a Tip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been perfect. <laughs> That solve everything right there. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> no, it's not what I meant. But I do think you should take me up on this because apparently, you know, expect Ron to be asking you out for drinks pretty soon. He feels like he needs to get to know you. And I'm having to explain all this because you, you didn't know this was going on. And I wanted to break it to you during the show just to get your initial reaction and see how dumb this thing really was. But... You don't have to worry about pronouncing Ron's name correctly. You just call him Show. I didn't know if you know, knew this, but people call him Show. I did not know that. Just call him Show. I mean, I knew he used to go by Show, but I thought that that was retired. He retired it, but I'm bringing it out of retirement, and I think you, just to get back at him, should call him Show, and nothing but Show from now on until it annoys the absolute hell out of him. And I think I might join you. So, you know how like you, you want to get to know your your colleagues. Mm -hmm. So, I'm not going to reveal this just yet. I'm holding this in my back pocket for for when it's needed because I know it's probably going to be needed soon. But I did some homework on show. Uh oh, 
I have some intel on show. Okay. I know about some dirty things. Hold on. Why did you do this homework? Uh, <laughs> this is not going to go well. This is not going to go well. It, it just so happens that he and I have mutual friends uh-huh. in other markets. Okay. Okay. And they spilled some beans. Oh, boy. So there's some things that I learned about Ron. I'm sorry. Show. Don't want to say the name wrong. <laughs> oh, I don't want to say Ron wrong. Might be a problem. Don't want Clint to, you know, have a thrombo because I said Ron wrong. I like how he's like, man, this is this is offensive to Ron. This like, well, it's not really that bad. Well, which is it? Is it offensive or is it not really that bad? <laughs> so I want to say Ron. Don't want to don't want to say Ron wrong. Um, but yeah, I, what I, are I, you I, saving this for? I'm saving this for for when I can hit it with the biggest possible zing for when it's ne- absolutely oh, necessary. Oh yeah. yeah, this is this oh, is God. in the back pocket. Oh. Super juicy. Okay. Oh yeah. So oh yeah. All right. Hopefully, here's what I'm hoping that Ron hears this at some point, and you mean or like Clint just now? hears this at some point. Hopefully, it's now, and maybe they both consider that you know what we're going to dial it back on on Patrick. We're oh, going to no, dial it back on the new guy a little bit. No, they not. They're going to come harder. I'm waiting for you. You know what? I don't think this, they will. This is not. This is not a tease. This is a spoiler. Oh God. I am waiting. <laughs> For you. If you think there is a trap, I am waiting for you. (laughs) Knowing what I've, I've known a lot about you. We've known each other for a long time, but I learned some new stuff just here in the last couple of weeks. And that's not to mess with you. Y'all came to play. I came to win. Don't do it. Don't do it, show. Clint, lay off, bro. I'm telling you, I don't want to. I don't ever want to find out what you've learned. I, I'm just going to say that, and hopefully, oh no, uh, you do. <laughs> I don't. I really because don't. In addition to being uh, something that he will be both offended by, insulted by, and embarrassed by, it's just plain funny. Oh, good lord, I don't know. I don't know. You built it up, and now I just. I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to know ever. I just. You guys go out for drinks and figure you it out. You say. <laughs> He's Patrick Creighton, Sean Bajani, Area 45. Coming up next, uh, hot leads, the day's top stories. You won't want to miss them. It's next, Sports Radio 610. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bishani and Creighton. All right, so we got some clarification via the text line uh, from something that I said uh, last segment. So I'll own up to that. All right, maybe I did mishear something earlier, but uh, somebody from the 832 on the text line said Clint didn't have an issue with Stroud not being there, talking about uh, him missing out on the Houston Sports Awards last night, but rather just with Chester Pitts being the guy to accept for him. Uh Man, if that's the case, like, Clint still went in pretty strong on that. He said the Texans should be embarrassed that then Chester Pitts was up there to accept all of the awards for C.J. Stroud. Like, embarrassed? Like, maybe I'm going to say something that's going to get me in trouble here. But C.J. didn't show up for the Houston Sports Awards. Mm -hmm. So what? Yeah. I mean, it's it's not like he didn't show up to Canton. It's not like he didn't show up to something, I don't want to say important, but important. Mm-hmm. And they're the Houston Sports Awards. I'm pretty sure I had I heard guys bagging on, like, the microphones weren't working and there were all kinds of production issues and stuff like that. There's Look, little stuff like that every year with that show, and they've done it in various, you know, settings, places. I don't even know where this year's was. It's a fun event, but it's not like an important event. It's not fun. what they want it to be yet, but I think it's getting there. And maybe there's going to come a point in time where that turns out to be like a I shouldn't miss kind of a thing. Uh, maybe not ever a I can't miss. Because look, you're two weeks removed from the end of your season. Um Guys got things to do. They've made these not plans. even. You know what I mean? You're not even two weeks removed. You're yeah. literally like like eight days. Yeah. All right. I mean, let's let let's not be you know getting it all twisted because somebody didn't go to a local award show. Yes, I know CJ won like three different awards. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of impact that he had. But why are we being embarrassed by why are we being embarrassed by Chester Pitts and Chester Pitts? was a second-round pick of the Texans. He was a long... He played the Texans for eight years. Well, I think... I did and, hear this and part. He does, and he broadcasts for the team. I mean, why Why are we bagging on Chester Pitts? Well, for the last one, like, uh, moment of the year was when they drafted C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson. Just draft night, right? And so, it would have been cool, like, if D'Amico, who, by the way, is having a baby. I don't know if his wife has or hasn't yet, but I know it was close. It'd be, it would have been cool if D'Amico was going to be there to accept that, or Nick Casario would have been there to accept that. Cal McNair would have been there to accept that. Hannah, at least, like, somebody. Like, there was a lot of people that at least you needed just one of them to be there to were accept Hal that award. Were Hal and Cannon not there? They were there last year. Were they not there this year? Uh, maybe they maybe they accepted that award. Uh, we were doing the show. You know, we couldn't watch it. You could just stream it on Channel 2, and, you know, we didn't do that. <laughs> we had things to do, but... um. Just going off of what Clint said, I haven't seen any of that stuff at all. The residual, the highlights, I haven't seen it. Just saying, like, I don't, embarrassed is, like, strong. And I, that's it. And if the texter, you know, is 
is right in the clarification, then, you know, hey, my bad. Cool. Appreciate you pointing that the out. The only thing about Chester that I would say is embarrassing Uh-oh. is the fact that in 2013, him and former teammate Efron Salam were in the amazing race. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. And they finished ninth out of 11 teams. <laughs> two former NFL players, yeah. two guys were in badass shape, finished ninth. Out of 11, they got eliminated at an airport. <laughs> Come on! That's the only, That's the one and only thing, Jesse Pitts, who's a great dude, by yeah. the way. The one and only thing Jess has ever got to be embarrassed about in his life. And I'm pretty sure, if he's, he's a smart guy, I'm pretty sure that uh, Chester, considering, uh, you know, he was... He's a pretty smart dude. He'll he'll just blame Efron. Do you remember when Ephraim Salam and Chester Pitts they were like huge at one point in time? Like weren't they always on like the Ellen Show? Like uh, at least a couple of times a year, and they had a really big deal. They were a really big deal that one or two particular years of the Super Bowl. Like, I will tell up. you that uh, I watched zero episodes of the Ellen Show. <laughs> really? <laughs> I had you pegged, man. I thought uh, zero, thought you yeah, been a zero fan. episodes. I thought you would have been a big fan. But uh, it's not like I'm anti-Ellen because uh, I've watched zero episodes of Oprah. I watched zero episodes of uh, Sally. I watched zero episodes. As in Jesse Raphael? Yes. Okay. I watched zero episodes of Phil Donahue. <laughs> All right. But I definitely caught some Maury Povich. You watched Maury Povich? I saw some Maury Povich. This was before that whole Maury show. He is not the father. Um, he They were actually doing like a real, like news-ish show, and it didn't draw any ratings. So they went to just straight Maury doing You're Not the Daddy. And, <laughs> you know, and brawls, you know, like it's Jerry Springer. I was going to say, you watch Jerry like I everybody watched Jerry. Else, right? I watched Morton Downey Jr. Yeah. <laughs> I even watched some episodes of Ricky Lake. Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, they were all right there together. I, when I still lived in New York, I was kind of young when Ricky Lake first came out, and I was a, I was still in college, and I was a manager at a Kmart, and two of the girls who worked in the store, mm-hmm. the kind of girls that you want to talk to, mm-hmm. usually very late at night, uh huh, uh huh, they were on Ricky Lake. Really, for for um, you know, best friend beef. Like they were arguing. Were they almost fought on stage? Yeah, yeah. They were having this argument over like random guy. Yeah. And one girl, really tall, blonde, assets in all the right places. Uh-huh. The other girl, shorter, dark hair, paler, but assets in all the right places. Mm-hmm. And and they were like nose to no, well, like nose to boob because you know one's like five <laughs> inches tall and the other, but they were like ready to throw down over because you know that's the whole thing yeah, on the show. Yeah. And so they were on that. And I was like, what? So I went and I found the episode. And uh, after we watched that, like a bunch of us, we all watched it. Like, oh, my God, look. It's... <laughs> and so then we started watching a few more episodes to see if there'd be more things like that. Yeah. So you watched for like a month and they were like, okay, it's boring. But people <laughs> that funny. worked in the same store as me were on the show. So we had to, we had to find out. And so you showed it to them and like, yeah, we're watching it together. And then were they like besties back again? Oh yeah, at that time. Okay, I I may <laughs> I may or may not have hooked up with at least one of them. <laughs> but that would go. but that's that would, one way to do it. Was that like the impetus for it? Like, hey, this is you. Maybe. 
I mean, they came to me and told me they were on the show, and I saw about it. I'm like, she just like oh, fighting over a guy? What's up? What are you fighting? Like, you both go out and get whoever you want, and you know, like a week later, that was me. Oh, and I was God. like, yes. All right. We and got then a month later, I was like, I'm getting the hell away from these psychos. We got some quick ones, so we'll get to hot leads. These are the new leads. Now, look, I need the leads. These are the Glen Gary leads. Two lead cards for tonight, two lead cards for tomorrow. Why give him the good leads? He's got the leads. He's got the leads. He's got the good leads. The whole thing is the leads. They stole the Glengarry leads. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. A lot of NFL news still to get to, though. PC, you just got one in one job alone that needs a head coach in the NFL, and that's the Washington Commanders, and we know the good news is that Bobby Slowick will not be considered for that. He's staying in Houston, obviously. That the news yesterday. Today, uh, the latest from Albert Breer on Twitter, quote, new Seahawks coach Mike McDonald has agreed to terms on a six-year deal to succeed Pete Carroll in Seattle. Says, quote, the whip-smart Ravens defensive coordinators impressed everyone through the process, went on to say, and what the Seahawks had heard prompted them to wait for him during their search. You think the Washington Commanders are waiting for anything similar? Like, they're just crossing the T's, dotting the I's. Like, do they know or do they not know? I mean, heck, they interviewed former Texan defensive back Aaron Glenn today for the second time. Is it going to be him? Is it going to be Anthony Weaver, another former Texan? Do they have an idea? What do you think? Or is it that undesirable of a job? I think the commies are definitely, like, they're waiting for an answer from anybody to say yes. Yeah. That is that is a terrible job. And I know you got a new owner. I don't think but so. But everything with the old owner is still hanging over that franchise. It is not going away. The stigma of that franchise is not going away. They don't have... I, I don't know that I'm um, bought in on uh, Sam Howell being a legitimate starting quarterback. I think he's right now... I feel like he's more high-end backup than low-end starter at best. I don't think he's getting them anywhere. And in that division with the Eagles and the Cowboys, you you got a guy that's worse than Daniel Jones. Yeah. You're, you're not going anywhere. So, But you got a lot of money and you got the number two overall pick. You know, that's why I don't think it's like that terrible of a job. And new ownership, new direction, presumably. I would have to imagine that, uh, um, what's his name, uh, John Harris? No, it's not John Harris. No, it's John Harris. Not that Johnny Harris. Something Harris. You got Josh Harris, I think it is. Took over ownership of the Commanders. Like he's probably establishing, uh, you know, a new culture at this point in time. I just, I don't envision that being that poor of a job. Um, Adam Peters is there as well as their new general manager. Brings good mojo. Having been a former San Francisco guy, so I don't know. We'll see. The Packers are set to hire a new defensive coordinator. Boston College head coach uh, Jeff Halfley, another guy that's got 49er uh, history, spent some time uh, with Frisco back in the day, along with uh, Matt LaFleur, uh, longtime friends there. I think he's a guy that had previously worked with the Browns organization, is set to become the Packers' new defensive coordinator. You talk about turmoil, man. They've had three different defensive coordinators now in six years. In Green Bay. That's pretty crazy to think about. It didn't seem like that long ago Dom Capers was that guy. 
Well, you were wondering about why do teams keep turning guys over like that? And yesterday you were talking about how the turnover in the NFL of offensive coordinators. Oh, it's insane. Straight up insane. Sometimes defensive guys get shuffled around too. It's like there is this rush to find the next star young coach. Mm-hmm. So, like, Mike McDonald's 36 years old. He's going to be the youngest coach in the league. Everybody's trying to find, oh, who's this next guy under 40 who's going to be this megastar? Problem is, a lot of these guys who are under 40, uh, they're not ready to be yeah. head coaches. Yeah. They're just not. I mean, you can be a brilliant mind, but that doesn't mean that you know how to lead an entire team, lead the locker room, deal with all those different personalities, and keep everybody moving forward. That is a learned, a very important learned skill. A lot of times, 36, you don't necessarily have those skills. No, I 100% agree. It's like they're trying to force it, and you just can't. I mean, it's a beautiful thing when it happens and it's available to you, a la D'Amico Ryan's, you know, just the latest you know, a guy still in his 30s, but former player, somebody that they can relate to. I mean, we heard a lot about that, especially whenever he first uh, took the job one year ago today. Uh, last up on Hot Leads, the Baltimore Orioles. We saw this, I think, at the end of our show yesterday. Uh, they've been sold. And the purchase price, $1.7 billion. And I, I said, okay, well, I was kind of interested in that. The number seemed high. Uh, not really. I mean, the last team to be sold prior to this, just for a frame of reference, I'd forgotten this. It's been already almost four years. 2020, Steve Cohen bought the Mets for $2.4 billion. But I was more impressed and surprised at the same time as far as who's buying the Baltimore Orioles, a group that is led by Cal Ripken Jr., Grant Hill. Yeah, that Grant Hill, the former Detroit Piston along with former New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg and former Baltimore Mayor Kurt Schmoke. I'm guessing that's how you say his name. Schmoke. Not schmuck, but schmoke. It's crazy. We're not, we're not going to have dinner with the schmucks? Not dinner with the schmucks, dinner with the schmokes. With the schmokes. <laughs> Grant Hill, what an odd pairing, right? I Yeah, I mean, like I get... Cal Ripken. I mean, he's a legend in Baltimore. Ripken, the former Baltimore mayor. I didn't know he had money. Didn't know who Michael he was. Michael Bloomberg, former New York City mayor. Billionaire. Billionaire who, you know, owns Bloomberg News. Um, <laughs> you know, listen, you had to have a billionaire in there somewhere. Well, he's the guy with the real money. Yeah. And Cal Ripken's the guy with the name. I have no idea how Grant Hill fits in that, but good on Grant Hill. <laughs> it's so weird. Get you some. <laughs> it's so weird. For $1.7 billion, he's got uh, at least a little chunk I of was kind of a little surprised that the Orioles were worth that much considering they've been the dregs of society for 25 years because the Angelos family, after Albert Bell got injured, had that career and kind of like hit like a Bo Jackson type hip injury that ended his career very early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter Andrews, all right, I'm not spending. He went from being, I'm going to go head to head with the Yankees Mm -hmm. to I'm not spending a damn thing. And that team was, was straight into the tank. And that, you know, they were only 700,000, uh, 700 million less than, than the Mets, yeah. who are in market one. Yeah. I was surprised they were actually worth that much. But you know what? If if the new ownership actually spends a little money, they've got a ton of young talent there right now. They spend a little money, they're going to pick up some value real quick. 
700 million, the margin between the Mets purchase and the Orioles purchase. 700 million 22 years ago would have bought you an NFL franchise, well, a la the Houston Texans. <laughs> here's something. It's crazy. Know, Steve, uh, Steve Cohen, who bought the Mets 2.4B, uh, you know, what, a year and a half ago? Mm-hmm. They're worth 2.9 now. 2.9. He's already so. made a half a B. Yeah, it's insane. I'd like to be his friend. He's Patrick Creighton, Sean Bajani, Area 45 at Sports Radio 610. Coming up next, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones made one thing very clear about Bill Belichick, or did he, and what the Texans could have to do with it. That's next. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bishani and Creighton. Area 45 back with you at Sports Radio 610. Appreciate you joining us. If you'd like to be a part of the show, we'd love to hear from you. 713-572-4610. You can call, you can text using that number. You can hit us up on Twitch and watch our pretty faces. Just search 610 Houston, and you're there. You can interact with us there as well. PC taking care of that. You got it pulled up. I love it. Looking good on the screen, by the way. Uh, Shout out to B. Scott, Tyler Milner, uh, Chris Santiago doing uh, what's necessary on the technical side for keeping that thing up and going at all times. You can uh, check out every show at all times of the day. Now 6 until 10 on Sports Radio 610 via Twitch. Hold on, Bajani. Uh Uh-huh. How long ago was it when c asked Tyler to put on the Rocket game? Did he ask him? Did you ask Chris? Did you ask him? I texted him, yeah. Ask hey, him! But he, he looks a little busy back there. He has a show he has He's to not busy. Care. He's placing bets. Nah, he looks busy <laughs> back there. Just like Jericho. Ask him! Right. He looks busy. Yeah, I, I, I should, uh, shot him a text, but he's busy, <laughs> man. Come on. You know what? I'm not complaining because for the second night in a row, at least we might get a chance to watch an upset in the college hoop game. So uh, we're watching Florida, Kentucky right now. Close game inside three and a half minutes there left. We saw Damon freaking Stoudemire pull off the upset over UNC last night, Georgia Tech. Looked like he's as old as we are. <laughs> yeah, if not older, man. I'd say, I, I got Rick Fox vibes from Damon Stoudemire last night, but I, yes, immediately felt old because I saw how old he was with all the gray coming in. That was pretty crazy. So Rockets... With 10 seconds to go in the third quarter, are down 5, 82-77. Jalen Green's uh, cooled off quite. I won't say cooled off, but he's certainly not taking the shots since the first quarter. He took like, didn't he take like uh, 10 shots in the first quarter or something like that? He had 13 points and he's 8 of 13, 20 points now. He's got 28 points. Wait, no. Yeah, it's 28 points. No, refresh your computer, bro. Refresh. I need a refresh. 10 of 17 now for 28 points. Uh, right, Cam Whitmore's go. got 15 points in 14 minutes. Love it. Amon Thompson's got nine points and 14 off the bench. Uh, tough night for Jabari Smith. Oy. 0 of 5, 0 of 3 from deep, 0 points, minus 10. Something tells me he got benched. 
Yeah, he's played 19 minutes. He's played the fewest minutes of all the starters. So, yeah, looks like he is uh, yeah. popping a squat. Alpi's only got eight shots. He's four of eight. He's got eight points, seven boards, three assists, and a pair of steals. Let's see him get a little more involved in the offense. Pelicans absolutely destroying the Rockets on the boards. You see these numbers? 42 to 22. Yeah, that's inexcusable. Oh, my goodness. Pelicans shooting 50% from the field. It's not like the Rockets are throwing up brick brick city over there. I mean, 41%. It's not great, but it's not terrible. My goodness. The rebounding is insane. Well, the Rockets are shooting 27% yeah. from three, yeah. which is not helping them. The uh, and, and they're not, not if you if you're shooting 42% from the field and 27% from 3 you're probably trailing and they're down 5 yeah. 84 79 going into the fourth quarter so right. this would be a good time for the offense to find a little heat so Cam Whitmore's played 14 minutes there's 12 minutes at least remaining in this ball game what do you say he's good for another 4 <laughs> under his his schedule right now with the way that Yudoka's playing him or you think he gets a little bit more time. The way that he's balling right now, he doesn't need to leave the court tonight. You're this close, you get an opportunity to win a game at home over the Pelicans like this. In, in a game where Jabari's not playing well and, yeah. and spending time on the bench, and I don't know if it's because he re-aggravated something or not, Yeah. but for Cam to be scoring over a point a minute again, yeah. keep him on, on the court. Keep him on the court. Um, quick NFL note, I wanted to get to this. I... I thought this was kind of interesting earlier, and I wish there was audio, but there's not. Uh, I was hoping that Jerry Jones might have uttered these comments on his uh, weekly radio show up in Dallas that he does. I don't know if he's still doing it. At least he was for a long time. But uh, this was actually he, via— He does it on our sister station, 105.3 The Fan but the, So I knew, he wa- I knew that was 105.3 The Fan, but he still does it like he was doing it this season? Yeah. I don't know if they squashed it or not. Um, he told Yahoo Sports this, actually, about Bill Belichick in that um, while they are currently employing their head coach still and Mike McCarthy, um, quote, I know him personally and I like him, Jones said of Belichick. Quote, there's no doubt in my mind we could work together. None. None. And he also went on to say, we all know that he's certainly excellent, maybe at the top of his profession. To say that any one person automatically assures you a Super Bowl is ridiculous That's too high of an expectation for him. But is he maybe the greatest pro football coach of all time? Could very well be. That from Jerry Jones. But I thought the most interesting part of that was, there's no doubt in my mind we could work together. None. None. And he went on to say, I want to make that very clear. Why does he feel the need to make sure that he and Bill Belichick are good in that fashion still? In that... We all know that Mike McCarthy is probably on the hot seat to what degrees at the really hot seat, smoking hot seat, lukewarm seat. I don't know. I feel like if you're working in Dallas, you're always on the hot seat. But this thought crossed my mind. We don't know where it lies on the schedule for this season, but the Cowboys and the Texans will face each other. That's going to happen. And I'm just hoping in my dream scenario that the Texans are one of, if not the straw that breaks the camel's back and destroys the Cowboys this next season and are a big reason why Mike McCarthy is not going to be the head coach going forward, but maybe they do go Bill Belichick this next hiring cycle. That would be beautiful. I don't feel like Mike McCarthy is a lame duck. 
I feel like he's a mortally wounded duck. Right, this isn't like, Mortally you know, wounded. he doesn't have a limp here. All right, both his legs are broken. He's got one wing. One of his eyes has been lost, and he's flopping <laughs> around the mud. All right, this is, let's just be real. I Mike McCarthy's it. not on the hot seat. Mike McCarthy's engulfed in flames right now, <laughs> and no one will throw a pile of dirt on him. And for, for Jim, oh, I no doubt I could work with Bill Belichick. Yeah, but does Bill Belichick feel the same way about you? See, because here's the thing. Bill Belichick is going to want to be head coach Bill Belichick. He's also going to want to be general manager Bill Belichick. And as we all know, the general manager of the Dallas Cowboys is Jerry Jones. Mm -hmm. That is why Jerry Jones could not work with Jimmy Johnson. And he has paid a very, very steep price for firing Mm -hmm. Jimmy Johnson. He had that one carryover year where Troy Aikman basically took over as head coach. uh, And they won one more Super Bowl under Barry Switzer, who had no business ever being an NFL head coach. And ever since then, they have gotten oon and gots. So for Jerry to say, oh, I could I could definitely work with Bill Belichick. Well, that's great that you think so, because under your pretenses, I bet you Bill's answer is KMA. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I pulled up some old comments about, from Bill Belichick regarding the Dallas Cowboys. I'm, it's pretty lengthy. I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, but he did have some very complimentary things to say about Jerry Jones and his son, Stephen Jones. Uh, said, quote, I think they manage their personnel really well. Stephen kind of runs that with their personnel department, but I mean very consistent organization. They show up every week, every year pretty good, so I have a ton of respect for them. Definitely watch what they do and how they do it and try to learn from it. That from Bill Belichick. Look at that political commentary from Bill Belichick. Yeah, I mean, it's not like glowing and stuff, but I do think there is a mutual respect, right? The thing is, I can't remember. I heard this report. I think it stemmed from the Atlanta interview this past week. Belichick met with the Falcons, I think, twice. Twice, yes. Uh, One was virtual, one was in person, or maybe they were both in person. I'm not sure. But the report was from one of these uh, NFL insiders that might have been Boomer and Boomer Esiason that said this earlier this week, in that Bill Belichick, what he'd heard from the visit in Atlanta was that he wanted absolute control, didn't want to take on anybody that had already been in the building that he wasn't 110% supremely confident that they weren't going to be able to pull together. And obviously Arthur Blank, under their head coach that they had just hired, Raheem Morris, is going to have to report to Arthur Blank. Their general manager is going to have to report directly to Arthur Blank. It seems as though Arthur Blank wants a lot more control than what he'd be willing to give up to Bill Belichick. I mean, if there's one guy in the NFL that you would say is similar exactly that way, wouldn't it be Jerry Jones? And I think that's the number one reason why people could never see those two getting together. So Terry knows the GM in Atlanta. And... The reason Bill Belichick's not there is because Terry Fontenot's voice was determined to be more important mm-hmm. than giving Bill Belichick everything. Mm-hmm. They, you know, Arthur Blank trusts Fontenot, and that's his guy, that's his GM. And look, Arthur Blank, I don't feel like Arthur Blank wants to be involved in the everyday things. He's not getting any. Arthur Blank's an older owner, yeah, a very older yeah. owner, and. Like the reason you have football people is for them to deal with that nonsense, not for you to be, you know, pushing 80 and dealing with that type of nonsense. Arthur Blank's got to be at least 75 years old. 
He might even be older, but he's going to be at least 75 years old. And for, for him to be dealing with all that, I don't, I don't think he wants that. I think he wants it to have his structure where the GM uh, – is the guy the coach answers to. And yeah. Belichick wants to, doesn't want to answer to anybody. Arthur Blank's 80, 81, mm-hmm. and he looks like he's 100. He might have dialed it back here in recent years, I would suspect. But I recall it was Dan Quinn, who was a head coach of the Atlanta Falcons at the time. Falcons had come in. They lost a tough game to the Texans years back. And for whatever reason, I had to go into – the uh, opposition's uh, press conference. So I was there for Dan Quinn talking. Sitting right behind me to my left was Falcons owner Arthur Blank, and it was right around that time that there was a lot of scuttlebutt being talked about that, hey, this might be the end for Dan Quinn. And it was thought like, oh, boy, you know, this is kind of uncharacteristic. Blank's usually never in these things, certainly post game, And <laughs> he was sitting there not looking happy, right? I think it was maybe two weeks after that that he ended up getting canned. It was towards the end of the season, if I'm remembering correctly. But, um, you know, Blank has always kind of struck me as a guy that, yeah, maybe he doesn't want to be involved necessarily in the day-to-day, but wants everybody to understand that I'm the owner and whatever happens here, I need to be made aware of. You're going to report to me. It's obviously the case. Obviously the case now in Atlanta with new head coach Raheem Morris. But. Look, when when your boys at the country club are making fun of you because your team stinks, mm-hmm. you're going to get ticked off. And then when you get ticked off, you go, okay, I got to fire somebody. Yeah. Here's the thing with, with Jerry Jones. Only thing I want him to say is this. I want him to say, Crate, I'm inviting you on my tour bus. So you can see how much cocaine actually gets done <laughs> on this bus. We're going to roll young Instagram models. We're going to roll them in cocaine and just see what happens. I, I want to watch. I just want to watch. I'm not going to do any drugs. Just watch. I'm not going to do any blow. I'm not going to do oh, anything God. inappropriate. I just want to watch. <laughs> Patrick Creighton, Sean Bajani. It's Area 45, baby. The truth is in here. <laughs> it's Sports Radio 16. Coming up next, final hour of the program. What should the Rockets do at the trade deadline? It's coming up February 8th. Why Ime Yodoka isn't going to back down from a necessary deal to be made. The latest from an interesting report today from Kelly Iko and Shams in The Athletic. We'll have it for you next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 